This community got some really sad news this morning, especially if you're any part of the hockey community. Kelly Thompson passed away over the weekend at the age of 34. He was a member of the Knights 2004-2005 Memorial Cup championship team. He had joined the team actually that year as a 19-year-old. And I remember Mark Hunter and Jim McKellar, who was the assistant GM of the Knights at that time, talking about a guy that they'd found in Sault Ste. Marie and felt that he was going to add an ingredient to the team that was needed to win in hockey. And it worked out. And he was a big part of that Memorial Cup championship team. And he went on to be the head coach of the London Nationals and led them to a Sutherland Cup championship in 2013. He stepped away from the game of hockey to kind of work on some things that weren't working out right in his life. And by all accounts, he had things going in the right direction. And sadly, he passed away this weekend way too young at the age of 34. And joining us right now is former London Knights captain, the captain of that 2004-2005 Memorial Cup championship team, Danny Savret. Danny, do you remember the first time you met Kelly? Uh, I remember seeing him at camp. I don't think I actually remember the first time I shook hands with him, but uh, I I remember the, the year before we had uh, we were the number one team in, in Canada, and we lost out to Guelph in Game 7 at home to a more mature and I would say probably more physical, uh, maybe more intimidating team. And I, I know that obviously the Hunters saw that we had a good chance of, of doing something great in, in London the following year, so they were looking to add toughness. And I just remember this little spark plug that came out of uh, Junior B, and uh, and was just fighting everyone at camp. We had no. That's how we knew who this guy was because he was just the guy that would that fought everyone. So Mark, I think, had brought in a bunch of guys to be quote unquote our tough guys and heavyweights for uh, us in season. And and in training camp, obviously, they're trying to measure themselves up to each other. And the one who's going to be either the toughest or the most intimidating is going to be the one that essentially probably will be our tough guy on the team. And and then there's this five foot 10 guy who's just fighting every one of them and beating them all up. And we're like, who is this guy? And that's sort of how we got to know uh, Kelly. Obviously he, he, uh, he fought his way onto the team and uh, did an exceptional uh, job of, of being the security blanket for us uh, as, as teammates. And then obviously uh, was a a great player and an asset for us uh, throughout the year as well. And you think about hockey right now and you think, well, that doesn't happen, but in those days, it did, and you needed to have a guy like that, right? Yeah, that was the. We were sort of just at the the end of the that era of of fighting, I think. Um, and uh, we had a, a few of them, a few guys that could that could stick up for the rest of the teammates and also play the game. And, and Kelly uh, was obviously one of those guys that. Uh, but it was just uh, he sort of came out of nowhere and made the team as a as a nineteen year old. I don't think. Anyone had, uh, he wasn't on the radar for anyone. It was just sort of like, yeah, here's a, a tryout, come out. And he he worked his way on the team. Um, and uh, and obviously we became uh, great friends thereafter. Obviously winning a Memorial Cup uh, helps to that. But um, he was a, a great friend uh, of ours for sure. He was a guy who just, he would, it, was, it was like that. He would do whatever it took. He would do anything for anybody, right? 
Yeah, he, uh, you know, he he made life easier on everyone else because you knew there was a Kelly Thompson on the team. So if someone were to try to take a liberty at uh, a more offensively talented Corey Perry or, or Dylan Hunter, they knew that the next shift, it didn't matter who this guy was, Kelly Thompson would be out there tapping and be like, like I think you have to answer the bell now, right? So he 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 let he gave us a lot more room out there um, to play because there, it was back when when fighting and intimidation and uh, and the game was a lot dirtier than it than it is now that you see on TV. But um, he was the guy that he was the 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 sheriff of of every game he played in. And how hard is it to fill that role? You've known a lot of guys who have had to do that at the professional level, at the junior level. What do you have to have a, a certain time of type of character to be able to do that? I, I think you have to be the biggest team player. I think you can't be a selfish player and have that mentality because because you're literally sticking up for every player on the team. So in saying that, I think that goes hand in hand with the type of character that that Kelly was. Was just he would do anything for anyone in all situations, whether it be on the ice, off the ice, family life, whatever it is. Like Kelly was the guy that was always there for you. Danny Savret, London Knights captain of the 2004-2005 Memorial Cup Championship team, joining us as we remember the life of Kelly Thompson, who passed away over the weekend. He then went on to certainly play some more hockey, played for the Oshawa Generals, played some university hockey, but seemed to just settle in as a coach. And that just seemed to fit him so well. When he came back with the London Nationals, all of a sudden, here's a a franchise that had had some success, but he took them to the highest success there was in Junior B hockey. Correct, yeah. And and ironically enough, the Nationals, uh, are starting the Southern Cup Finals on Thursday, uh, and Kelly, I think, was the only coach that has got the Nationals uh, a, a Southern Cup championship. So, um, but yeah, Kelly was—he uh, had a great mind for the game. Um, he was constantly uh, willing to learn. Uh, obviously, having a few of us that had gone on and, and turned professionally and, and playing in different uh, in different systems, he were, he was able to pick our brains on how we play, so he could sort of make his own systematic Bible on, on the, on different styles of, of play. Uh, and then obviously trans translate that onto his, his, uh, his kids. And, um, and he, and in saying that he was obviously a, a great leader, mature, uh, and, and wonderful with the kids. And I, I, I never got a chance to play for him. Obviously I get to play a chance with him, but I think the same way as he was in the locker room for us as teammates, I think that would have transitioned very well to him as a as a coach because he just makes everyone around him comfortable um, and, and and you'll you'll try to in, you'll try to do anything you can for him. Conversely, as he did for you as a player, I think his his guys would run through a wall for him, and I think obviously that that ultimately helped him uh, become such a great uh, a coach leader and and obviously Sutherland Cup champion. There are people who are quiet leaders. There are people who aren't afraid to say things. What was he? Uh, he he was reserved. Like sometimes the, in the dressing room, uh, got, there's there's guys that will always be talking. There's there's guys that will say things sporadically. And he was sort of one of the guys that he just had a really good feel for the for the dressing room. At, you know, at, at times he, his minutes would 
wouldn't be as as great as as others. Um, but his willingness to to win and compete was obviously at, at a high level, and um, he wouldn't he didn't never felt shy or anything to to speak up in the in the dressing room, even though he he knew that maybe that last period he didn't play as much as he would have liked, but he sees things that we need to do to improve on to, to, for the team's ultimate success. So, um, he was, a he was a, a really good, um, uh, character in the, in the, in the locker room. And then obviously, uh, a really good, uh, person away from the, the rink every, every summer, uh, after we turned professional, Corey Perry and I would, uh, would rent an apartment downtown and Kelly would move in with us. So there was the three of us that for probably five or six off seasons, we would uh, spend time together uh, throughout the summer, whether it be golfing, uh, watching baseball games, going to a patio or something. Like uh, he was a, a great friend to uh, to us all, and the kind of guy who probably kept the household in check. Was was he the guy who uh, who made sure the the dishes were done and the the towels were hung up? Yeah, we we were uh, we were still a little young, so we weren't doing very much cooking at home, but. Um, <laughs> We did have a we did have a lot of fun together. We uh, um, the three of us really like baseball. We would uh, play video games or, or go watch Jays games, and uh, we seemed to do everything together. The three of us. So um, yeah, he uh, he was a, a great, just a great person, uh, and someone that you you always want to be around. Danny, I'm really sorry to hear about his passing. Thank you so much for talking about Kelly Thompson with us. Thanks very much, Mike. Former London Knights captain, captain of what is now known as the team of the century, and Kelly Thompson was a big part of it. That is Danny Savret remembering Kelly Thompson and what he brought. And if you want to put it into perspective, you need to look at it this way. If you can go back far enough to remember what schoolyards used to be like, what basically life used to be like, you could fall into a couple of categories. You were either the person who was tough enough and the person who could stand tall enough to look after people or you were the people being looked after or maybe you were maybe you were the bully who was being picked on maybe that's the way to break it down Kelly Thompson was that guy who even though I'm I'm not sure when he was eight years old but he grew to be 510 he was never the guy who towered over everybody but he was always the guy who was willing to look after those around him, willing to look out for his friends. And that's not an easy that's not an easy character trait to find. And he was the guy who did it. Hockey was a very different game when he played, even going back to 2004, 2005, where you needed to have protection for players, where it wasn't as much of a speed game. It was a game where... If you could go out and you could not necessarily, you wouldn't seek to harm somebody, although you can go back to the Memorial Cup final and say, yeah, they they sought to harm a guy like Corey Perry. Well, then the rest of Ramoski had to deal with guys like Kelly Thompson the rest of the game. And, and there was just that, that unwritten code that isn't as much a part of the game anymore. And it's probably for the better of the game. But at that time, you needed people who, just like they did on the schoolyard, were able to stand tall and able to stick up for you against whoever was going to come down the alley the other way. And Kelly Thompson was always the guy standing at the front of the group. And 
Again, he stepped away from the game of hockey to take care of some things in life. And by all accounts, that's exactly what was happening. And that makes this really, really sad. Only 34 years old. And Kelly Thompson has been lost to not just the hockey community, but London's community. But he was the guy who brought a Sutherland Cup championship to the London Nationals. And he was a guy who sure was a big part of that Memorial Cup championship team of the London Knights in 2005, and he's a guy who's already being missed. We don't have any details on visitation or a funeral at the moment. The news is still very, very new. As soon as we do have that information, we'll make sure and pass that on to you, and you can also see a tribute to Kelly Thompson on our website very soon at 980cfpl.ca, if not already. Coming up, we are going to talk about emergency management and when you look at at the Doug Ford government and what they're trying to do you have to pat them on the back for being able to say okay things are completely out of whack this province has very little money we need to make cuts one of the sectors like any sector really that is controlled by the government it seems that's going to be touched is emergency preparedness and we are seeing flooding right now and all accounts from all scientists say we're not going to see lighter storms we're going to see tougher storms and we are going to see more dangerous storms and we are going to see more rainfall and damage and with that rainfall can come flooding and with those increased storms in the winter can come more precipitation and that itself can lead to flooding we've seen a lot of flooding in Quebec we're seeing some in Ontario and we'll see more as things continue to melt in some parts of the province. We're pretty lucky here. We didn't get a lot of snow this winter. Some parts of the province sure did. And we'll look at emergency management, and we'll look at something that happened in Perth County that is certainly helping this to become real time for all of us. Dave Colvin, who has had a lot of experience in London at Western and with the City of London, is going to join us. News is next. This is Global News Radio, 980 CFPL.